0: Okay, I'm recording this after I've finished recording the podcast. So I'm now giving you a fair warning. It's shouty. It's sweary. It's probably offensive. If you're offended, I'm sorry. Don't take it personal. I'm just venting. I'm ranting. And and I'm pissed off. So just accept my pissed off. Enjoy the rant. And, yeah, remember, shouty, swearing. hmm Hi, everyone, and welcome to Being Brave. And the time that a lot of my friends have feared has come. When I came here, many of my friends took me aside and said, listen, love, don't cause a revolution. <laughs> and I'm afraid that the, the, the time that they have feared has, has now arrived... So let me uh, say a little bit about my history with St Lucia because uh, you better buckle up loves because this is a political rant and it can get a bit heated I think because <laughs> I've been here over a year now and I'm, I'm done and I've got to say my piece and I'm gonna say my piece to my people and whatever happens happens but I'm gonna say my piece now so strap in loves anyway so I've been coming backwards and forwards to St Lucia and it, for 30 years about 30 odd years and up until this point i've observed i've not i've not got involved because you know what i didn't live here so you know what's the i shouldn't look at a system and, and sneer at it and and see the flaws and say anything because it's not my place i didn't live here so i used to i observed and i kept coming back I would come back sometimes every year, sometimes there'd be a gap, and then I'd come back again. But I'd be here regularly. And so I've seen how the country has developed, and I do put developed in quotation marks. And so what I'm saying is from what I've seen over 30 years, not from the year that I've lived here. Now, since I've lived here for the year, I've taken... A long hard look at what I've you know I've not gone deep I've not researched numbers I've not I've just been talking to people I've just been asking my questions because I always ask questions and it always gets me in trouble because people don't like either they don't like the question or they don't like the answer but somehow just asking questions gets you in trouble so that's my history with the island I've been back and forth for thirty years now I live here. Why have I got to this point? well I'm just so sick and tired of bullshit sick and tired of it and it's it's ridiculous ridiculous bullshit. It's not even justifiable bullshit. it's ridiculous bullshit so and mainly caused by the biggest fuck bucket I've ever encountered, and that is a the glorious Mr. Alan Chastney. And before I start on my rant against Mr. Chastenay, I would like to post a little disclaimer right here and say Raquel, the wife of said politician, I actually like her. She's a she's a nice lady. Raquel honestly you are punching way below your weight with him and i'm talking clearly intellectually you are far superior and this is not a personal attack on you in any way shape or form i hope that you do not take this as a personal attack on you i hope you do not take this as a personal attack on your husband i am attacking the prime minister okay i want to make that very very clear He's probably a fantastic husband, fantastic father. I'm not attacking him in those ways at all. So, basically, there is a guy who is in charge of the country who is a fuckwit. I cannot explain. Imagine Boris Johnson, who is not actually pretending to be stupid. Okay? That's what you've got here. You've actually got a stupid Boris Johnson. That's it. And it's not only bad, but it's criminal. I'm making the one allegation to every single politician. Every single politician. Prove to me, without a doubt, that you are not corrupt. Because everything I've observed of every single politician... And the one thing I've always said about St Lucia is the only thing guaranteed to improve during any government and all governments is the politician's bank balance. And this is how insidious it is, because every single one of those politicians has been educated and not educated on the island. No, all of these politicians have gone abroad and have been educated abroad. And while they're abroad, they learn the truth about slavery. Not that it happened long ago. They learn that it's still happening in the mind's of. Of people in the cultures of people, certain people around the world, certain highly colonized countries around the world, those places, it didn't end. It's still ingrained in the culture. Now I've talked about the, the races. I've talked about the the legacy of slavery. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that every single one of these politicians understand this, and they come back here. And they realise that they have a naive population. And by naive, I mean politically naive. I'm talking about the people who still believe that fair skin means intelligence. Whether they consciously or subconsciously think it, it is still there. I'm talking about those people who do not believe that someone... Who was born in St. Lucia and never left the island and has as maybe as farmer or could not be a politician. Politicians have to wear the nice white crisp shirts and, and be very posh and very smart and use use words like furthermore because they can. No. The only thing needed in a politician: honesty, integrity, a love of country, a desire for a better future. Now, many politicians will say all of these things, but in the back of their minds, all they're thinking is, how much money can I make? Now, I'm saying this, and I'm saying this quite openly and quite honestly, every single politician to ever grace the St. Lucian governmental stage is corrupt. Full stop. Point. Prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. Prove to me that you haven't given something to your family member. Prove to me that you haven't found a job for a family member or a friend or a donor or a sponsor. Tell me, prove to me that you haven't done all of those 100 million things that every single St. Lucian politician does as a matter of course. And then I will take it back. But I will continue to contend to this day that every single politician who has ever graced the Saint Lucian stage is corrupt and was corrupt. Now, some of them were criminal as well as corrupt. There are some politicians, if you go into it, oh, my God, their history is disgusting. Yes, look into it. Anyway, so we are a country governed by a self-serving fuckwit. Imagine Trump on steroids without the charisma. <laughs> the man is lacking in everything, and I can only see it as a good thing because he's basically the worst that St. Lucia has to offer, and it can only get better from here. But what I have to do is actually at this point forget about attacking Mr. Chastenay but then turn my attention to the real culprits. Turn my attention to the people who are truly to blame for the mess that St Lucia finds itself in currently. Although before I go there, let me just say one thing. Alan Chastanet, I read apparently he's some sort of tourism guru. Tourism guru of fucking what? What? On what? Planet, Can that man be considered a tourism guru When he still thinks that the future of tourism Is fucking hotels and cruise ships Hotels and cruise ships Cruise ships They dock for an afternoon and fuck off How is that the future of sustainable tourism Sorry For fuck's sake It's as if nobody on this island has been out in the world and seen how the real world works. Tourists don't want big hotels. Tourists want Airbnbs in small villages and get to have a sense of where they are. They wanna have activities, do things, be led around by someone local. They wanna get a local vibe. They wanna integrate and have fun in the places that they visit. Anyway, I'll, I'll come to ideas for tourism later. I want to ask one question of those responsible. And the question is this people of St. Lucia. What the fuck? What the fuck? I, do not tell me that you looked to Alan Chastney, listened to the drivel. That emits his mouth like verbal diarrhea word salad of the worst kind because it doesn't even make sense even if you take the bare bones of the idea of the sentence it still doesn't make sense the man was given lessons in patois can't speak patois i can't speak patois i don't pretend to be able to but for god's sake don't pretend you can and then be shit You're a rich boy. Take lessons. Uh, Become perfect before you spout bullshit. Oh, my God. So, so anyway, you're telling me, as a citizen of St. Lucia, you saw the man, you heard the man, and you looked at him and thought, yeah, he should be prime minister. What the fuck was he running against? A dog turd. Um okay that may have been a bit harsh but seriously and 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 listen there's some sort of weird shit going on with the the St. Lucian politicians because oh my gosh some of them have accents that you would not believe there is this one woman politician anyway I'm not going there I'll probably get onto her later I won't I won't be able to help myself but anyway so people of St. Lucia I wanna speak a little bit about the tribalism. Let me explain to my English uh, listeners. What happens here is that it's a two-party system. There's a UWP, the United Workers' Party. They are yellow. And there is the St. Lucia Labour Party. And that is red. And you are either yellow or you are red. And that is it. You are yellow or you are red your entire lives. And you cheer the red and you boo the yellow. And that's it. It is tribalism of the worst kind. Because it is without any kind of thought whatsoever. It is instinctive red, yay, yellow, boo. And for years... They have watched this country flip-flop between these two parties. And it's the worst kind of two-party system, as I mentioned, because each party does not want the other party to have credit for anything. So they will dismantle something just so they can start their own thing and it be theirs and not the party before. And as a consequence, you have projects that get started, never get finished. Now I actually suspect that they are working in tandem because all of the politicians get rich. Doesn't matter what party they are, they all get rich. Now they get richer when they're in power, they still get their kickbacks when they're out of power. So I think they just perpetuating this two party system. And basically the idea is this, you make sure the people are so busy fighting for the party that they forget to fight for themselves. Let me say that again. They make it that they are so busy fighting for the party that they forget to fight for themselves. What does that mean? That means they cheer, they cheer, they cheer, they cheer, the politician gets into power their lives change in no way whatsoever. They might get the odd little bit of work thrown their way, the odd little bit of thing, but no long-term substantive change occurs. You think I'm joking, you think I'm messing with you, when I say that no long-term substantive change occurs. Okay. The main consequence of this stupid two-party system is that no infrastructure project actually properly works. What we need is a long-term infrastructure project that will do everything and modelise everything in one go. Now, when I first come here in 1994, I thought it was really quaint that the public transport system was minibuses. You get in a minibus, a little rickety old minibus. You fear for your life for an hour and a half or an hour and you get up to Castries. That is the public transport system. I thought that was quaint. I thought that was sweet. In 1919 fucking four. Would you believe in 2021 that is still the main public transport system? Still. Still on the same roads but the roads have been patched up over the years so you know you'll get bits of road that are really nice and then other bits that are really shitty and got massive potholes but it doesn't matter because just before an election whatever party that's in government will rush out and fill all the potholes and make the road and patch everything up so that it looks pretty and people go oh you've done the roads i'll vote for you again yay 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 And what they don't realise is that 20 years ago, the government could have agreed on a 10-year infrastructure project. Boom, you've got one major road, even a train line, something. But actually spending 10 years or 5 years or whatever long it took to build something for the fucking future. But no. No what they do is they just leave it as it is. Because do you know what? They're not interested in making St. Lucia better. And any St. Lucian who... No, in fact, no, I can't even say any St. Lucian thinks otherwise is stupid. No St. Lucian thinks that they're in it to make it better. You talk to St. Lucians and they know that they're all corrupt and they know that their lives are never going to get better. And that's the trick. That's what the politicians do. And that's how it gets insidious, because they come back and they realise that the population here are just waiting for slave masters. And so they become the slave masters. But what they do is they open the gates. They take the shackles off and say, you're free, but they make them work anyway. And they tell them, you know what, you're free, but you know, you'll never work out there. You're, it'll never work on your own. You can't do it on your own. You need me. And yeah, you are free. But you should still work for me, because I know what I'm doing and you don't. Yeah, you are free, and you can go out there, but we own all the land. So you're going to have to work for us for many, many years, so you can buy the land back that we stole. So, yes... The current government, yes, I will say, are the new slave masters. Because they've been abroad, they know the score, and they come back and they do it anyway. St Lucia, you deserve better. You need to believe that you deserve better than a load of corrupt politicians who want to do nothing more than lie in their pockets. It's not a coincidence that you can be a politician, a middle-class person. You know, you're not poor, you're not rich, you've got enough. You become a politician and suddenly, boom, you're living in a gated community and have two condominiums. And, Gail, I'm not talking about you. If you think I'm talking about you, then obviously you think you're a corrupt politician. You know, Gail, I don't need to attack you on your wealth acquisition. There are a hundred things I can attack you on. Let's start with your bloody accent. What the fuck is that? Your wannabe British accent. Fucking hell. Get some bloody elocution lessons. You could have had that sorted. But I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your voice. Please. Just start being authentic and use the voice you were fucking born with. Jesus Christ. Secondly. You're the Minister for Education. I will lay down the bloody gauntlet now. I am happy to debate you on, on a future education system for St Lucia. I'm happy to debate you any Name the date, date, name the time. I will be there. I will debate you. Because your sense of education, if you think that the education system in this country is serving the children of this country, is serving the country, if you think this education system is serving anybody apart from uh maybe uh, uh foreign countries where all of our most talented and brightest students rush off to to go and get an education because in all the bloody years no one's managed to set up any sort of tertiary education on this fucking island that is worth a damn let's talk about energising entire new generation of modern innovative teachers using modern innovative techniques. Oh no sorry they can't because the government hasn't invested in, in, in the broadband and making it everywhere. The government hasn't invested in making sure the rural areas are connected. No no sorry they've allowed flow and all these foreign companies to to dictate all of the terms of everything. In fact, they've allowed current foreign companies to dictate the terms of everything. And let's even not get started on the Queen's Chain, but I'm going off on a tangent. I was here for the independence celebrations, and they were all celebrating, oh, 42 years of independence. And I was sitting there, and I was looking at them, and I was gobsmacked, and I was going, 42 years of independence from what? The Queen still owns the whole bloody country. How can she own this country? I mean, I get England. I get the UK. I get that. That's the family shit. I get that. But how does she own this island? Someone explain to me in detail how the woman owns the island. Please. I'd absolutely love to know. The entire island pretty much is Queen's Chain. So you're telling me that because someone came over here, murdered the population, made the population enslaved, and decided it belonged to the Queen, it still belongs to the Queen to this day? Whatever you've earned from it, you know, fair play to you. And I'm sorry, nothing needs to be paid to Britain either. Nothing, not a penny needs to be paid. I don't, give me some good reason why it belongs to her. Don't get it. So yeah, independent, independent my ass. You're not independent. You haven't got an independent bone in your body. You're dependent on foreign companies for your tourism. You, you allow f- foreign countries to just trample over everything. I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of a lot of the programmes because I don't want to because I know as soon as I know the ins and outs, I'm going to be furious and I'd rather not be furious. So I'd rather just know just vague bits of the stupidity of what... OK, let me give people an example of the stupidity. Now, the south of the island is currently without a proper healthcare facility. Basically the stadium yes stadium has been transformed into a makeshift hospital meant to be makeshift because one government started the hospital took destroyed the hospital and started building it the other go- government came in stopped the process and it's been just dragging because nobody wants to get involved again so there's no real proper good healthcare down in the south up north there's loads Loads up north because you know what you gotta take care of them tourists. Gotta to take care of the tourists. But then I ask myself, who takes care of the tourists? All the people that live down here and have no fucking healthcare. They travel hours and hours in the morning to go up to Sandals, be treated like slaves, be paid like servants, and then and then have to travel back down south to get home in the middle of the night. And they have no health care. So, God forbid, they fall and slip and hurt themselves. Yes, there is rudimentary, but you know what? The amount of money this, this country's in debt, the amount of money that has been borrowed for this country and what it's got to show for all of that debt, it's got no health care, no proper, good, decent health care. None it's got no decent infrastructure. There have been no decent infrastructure projects that have reimagined travelling around this island. None. Maintenance is done simply before an election. Full stop. There's no decent public transport. Taking your life in your hands in a minibus driven by a fucking maniac is not public transport, I'm sorry. You know, there's no postal deliveries. This country should have at least two nationalised companies that are providing income, not only in jobs, but for the raw materials that we have in abundance. On this island. There are many, 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 many things that can be done to raise the prosperity of the entire island. I can give you ten off the top of my head that will raise the prosperity of the island. Yes, they need investment. But the investment comes back because you're not investing in a race course, Mr. Fucking Shastanet. A race course that is used once. Your little vanity project. Oh. A race course. A fucking race course. So an overgrown race course is what we have. An overgrown race course. A race course that costs millions. And it wasn't even local workforce. Cost millions. Used once. I don't know, it might have been used twice. I mean, I might be wrong. But it's not being used now. And it'll probably never be used again. But Alan Chastney built a fucking race course. And he's proud of it. Fucking dickheads talking about building a golf course next. What the fuck? Sorry. So I have questions for the politician. What ideas do you have for the development of the island outside of tourism? If you're borrowing huge sums, why not build something that will create permanent jobs? Nationalised industries, why can't St Lucia be the centre of the coconut oil industry, or the mango pulp industry, or any fucking industry at all? The knowledge of how to export is on this island, we've been exporting to, to the EU for years until they stopped, and it decimated the entire industry. So we know how to export fruit. We know how to export produce. We know how to export it to the UK. Why don't we do something national? But all I need to know is, what do you have? What ideas do you have? What modern ideas do you have for tourism? I want to know modern ideas for the future, not the past. Let's not be stuck in the 1980s. But the things that really piss me off, are the things that we're losing because this government and successive governments have completely taken their eye off the ball. What about the traditional crafts? We should be paying those traditional craftsmen and women to continue the traditional crafts because that is what we can use to build the tourism on this island. The traditional crafts are amazing, but they're dying out because there's no money in it. So let's put money in it. Let's make it worth young people's while learning the skills that it takes decades to learn. Let's not let the centuries-old traditions die with the old ladies and the old men that are still doing them. Protect the traditions. Protect the piton. Protect the beaches. No beach should be private on this island. Every St. Lucian should have the ability to, to go to any beach they want. Ooh, I don't know. I'm not anti-tourist. I'm really not. I just like the idea of sustainable tourism. I like the idea of possibly spreading the money around the island, stimulating the economy around the island instead of concentrated in some massive hotels up in the north that are foreign owned where they keep all the money on site spread the money around spread it to the airbnbs make it worthwhile for people to do up their spare spaces for accommodation because these are the things people want they want to come and experience a country. They want, don't want to just have a holiday. They want to experience a country. So let them experience the country. Don't force them to just go as far as Souffre and turn back. Oh, I'm not unhappy. I'm just getting everything off my chest at once. I'm still loving life. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> still loving life. I just have to get all of this politics shit off my chest. Okay thank you hi everyone I'm now at the beach I've just finished editing the episode and I realised I didn't say goodbye so yeah sorry for the shouting and the swearing and again apologies if I've offended anyone sorry oops bye